You're listening to Matt Walsh On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Okay, I have to talk about this because I live here in Maryland and because, well, mostly because I'm a human being. And these are the kinds of stories that human beings should pay attention to and care about um, and have something to say about. And I've, I've noticed that this story is not getting nearly as much attention as it should. It was trending number one on Twitter on Tuesday night, I believe. But um, there are some media outlets who have not reported it at all. And uh, there are other media outlets who have treated it as a much smaller story than it actually is. So he, here's the story from Fox, okay? And Fox, of course, has been on top of this story. One of the, maybe the only media outlet that has been. Uh, new brutal details emerged Monday in the alleged rape of a 14-year-old girl at a Maryland high school by two male students, at least one of whom was in the country illegally. The unidentified student at Rockville High School in Rockville, Maryland, was uh, a violently raped, sodomized, and made to perform oral sex in a campus bathroom stall by the two males. This according to court records. So we have Jose Montano, 17, from El Salvador, El Salvador, and Henry Sanchez Millan, 18, okay, 18 years old, from Guatemala. He's the illegal immigrant that we know of. The other one just came to the country recently, and uh, immigration officials won't tell us whether or not he was illegal because he's a minor. They were both charged with first-degree rape, two counts of first-degree sexual offense, after they allegedly attacked the girl at 9 a.m. last Thursday. Um, so some of the, the detail, I mean, it's, it's very disturbing, but this is what's happening out there, so we should know. Montgomery County Police said in a statement that the victim was walking in a school hallway when she met two male students identified as Montano and Sanchez. Montano asked the victim to walk with him and to walk with him and Sanchez. Montano asked the victim to engage in sexual intercourse. She refused. Montano asked the victim again and then forced her into a boy's bathroom and then into a stall. Montano and Sanchez both raped the victim inside the bathroom stall. Court records describe the merciless, brutal assault by both Montano and Sanchez, who allegedly raped the young girl multiple times, vaginally, orally, and sodomized her as they spoke to each other in Spanish. Now, we know that blood and male fluids were recovered from the scene by a forensic expert. Um, 
and the victim knew just one of her attackers, according to court records. All right, and it, and, it, and it goes on from there. All three of these students were in the same grade. Now, keep in mind, again, that the victim is 14 years old. She's in ninth grade, where she belongs as a 14-year-old. This other guy is 18 years old, and he's an illegal immigrant, uh, and he's in our public school system in ninth grade. At eight, this is a grown man we're talking about at 18 years old. Now, there's a story. And it was only a few days after this. Well, that's not the whole story because it was a few days after this that the idiot legislators in this godforsaken liberal wasteland of a state that I live in and have lived in most of my life, it was after a few days after this that they turned around and voted to make this state into a sanctuary state. After a, a child was allegedly just raped by illegal immigrants in our public school system, that's how they respond by saying, let's, let's make sure that we get more of these people here and that they can't be deported. You've got kids being raped in your schools. And that's your response. That's your response. You absolute maniacs. This is just... The, the, words, words fail me. Well... Actually, words don't fail me. I have many words to share on this. Uh, Many words. And let's underscore the disclaimer that this is all allegedly, okay? The alleged perps have not been found guilty in a court of law. Okay, fine. So we can't say for sure what happened. But I imagine it was pretty easy for the cops to determine that a sex act did did take place in the bathroom between these individuals. Uh, They did, as I said, find blood and semen in the bathroom. So I guess the only defense that these two could make for themselves, if they're making a defense, is that this 14-year-old girl voluntarily went into the bathroom and participated in a bloody threesome, in a violent bloody threesome with these two grown adults in her freshman class who I assume can barely speak English. So that, that could be their only defense. Is that, is that a possible scenario? Could that possibly have happened? as we sit here off to the side and know nothing about anything and don't know these people, is it possible? Yeah. Uh, likely? No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. The, the idea of a, of a 14-year-old girl being dragged into a bathroom at a public school and raped by an 18-year-old illegal immigrant, that's an incredible idea also. That's, that is an incredible, almost mind-boggling thing. And many times when you hear incredible, mind-boggling stories – you have to think, well, is this really what happened? Because it's so incredible and mind-boggling. But the other alternative is even more incredible and mind-boggling. That is, that this girl would have willfully participated in this and then turned around and, and uh, gone immediately, which is what happened. She went immediately to school officials and reported it, and she was distraught and everything. So I only have to say all of this because of the fact that you do have to put the allegedly thing in front of it until we have, uh, until a court of law has found them guilty. But... It's um, very hard to believe that the, that the girl's story is anything but accurate, given the circumstances. And anyway, there are some things that we do know. We know that at least one of them shouldn't be in the country at all. We know that one is 18, an adult, and he was a freshman in high school. He was a freshman in a high school class. And we know that that is madness. We know that that's madness. We know that for sure. I'll tell you what else we know. According to a recent report came out a couple of years ago, 80%, 80%, 
You heard that right. 80% of women and girls crossing into the U.S. from Central America are raped along the way. And we don't know who all is committing these rapes. Um, but it stands to reason that a certain rather large number of the men accompanying them are guilty of these rapes. So way back last June, when Trump said that we're bringing rapists into the country, he was right. We are. We're not only bringing rapists in, but we are in fact bringing rapists in, aren't we? We just learned that in the most horrific and tragic way possible at Rockville High School. I'll tell you what else we know. 18-year-olds shouldn't be in ninth grade. And this particular 18-year-old should not have been here at all. So we have an 18-year-old in ninth grade, which is madness. And we have an 18-year-old who shouldn't even be in the country in the first place who's in ninth grade, which is, even, which is even, an even greater madness. Why is this part so hard to understand? I, I've heard some liberals say, well, um, you know, Americans commit rapes too. Americans are rapists too. In fact, when this was trending on Twitter yesterday for a brief moment, there were a lot of progressives deflecting by saying, well, what about Brock Turner? What about, and just listing cases of uh, famous cases of white people committing rapes. Nobody is saying that white people don't commit rapes. I, I have not heard that argument posed by anybody. In fact, we know that Americans are criminals too, that there are many American criminals, many red-blooded American criminals. Illegals aren't the only ones committing crimes. Yeah, okay, that's true. But guess what? We have, we have to deal with our own criminals and rapists. We have no choice. This is where they live, sadly. Unfortunately, this is where they live. Uh, unfortunately, we have our own portion of rapists that live in this country, were born here, are citizens through and through, and have been here for generations, maybe. And there's, there's nowhere else to put them, um, except for in prison after they've committed the crime or attempted to commit one. But we can only put them in prison until after or until after they've at least tried to commit the crime, right? Or they've planned to commit it or something. That's as far as we can go preemptively. We can't deport them or keep them out of the country. Now, I wouldn't, if, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing back a form of kind of exile where we take rapists from our country and we ship them off to some deserted island somewhere in the Pacific. I wouldn't be opposed to that idea. But right now, that's not in the cards. So we have them. We have them here. We have to do something with them. They're citizens. But criminals from Guatemala and Mexico and Brazil and wherever shouldn't be here. We have our own criminals and rapists to deal with. Why should we also deal with the criminals and rapists of third world countries? The fact that we have our own criminals and rapists is yet another argument against allowing more in, isn't it? This is why we have an immigration process, because we have enough problems here already. So go through the process. Let us screen you. We have dregs of humanity already here. We have scumbags already here. We're dealing with them. We don't need yours, Mexico. We don't need yours, Guatemala. We don't want uh, El Salvador to, 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 to offload their rapists and scumbags on us any more than they'd want us to do the same to them. Maybe that's what we should be doing. Maybe we should be collecting all of our rapists and shipping them down south. But we don't because that's not fair, is it? And it's not fair for it to be done to us. It's not fair to our kids. So that is it. It doesn't, that doesn't mean that we don't have our share of criminals here already. We do, and that's the problem. Um, 
It also doesn't mean that every illegal immigrant who comes here is a rapist or a violent criminal. Now, they are criminals because they've, they've all broken the law by definition by coming here illegally, but it doesn't make them all rapists. It doesn't even make them all dangerous physically to our well-being. But a certain portion of them are. It doesn't even matter what portion. Is it, is it 5%? Is it 10%? Is it 20? I, I don't know. I'm sure there have been studies done on it. You know, it doesn't matter. A certain portion of criminals from other countries are coming here and they shouldn't be here. They should be kept out. We shouldn't have to deal with them. Our kids shouldn't have to deal with them. Because our kids already have enough creeps here in this country that they have to navigate their way around and avoid and protect themselves from and be protected from. Why should we add to that? Why is this concept so hard to understand? What is the difficulty? Explain the difficulty to me, please. I want you to explain what, what is hard about this concept. It's really very logical. It's a very simple calculation. If our immigration laws were enforced correctly, this alleged incident would not have happened, period. Now, you can't say that rape itself wouldn't happen if our anti-rape laws are enforced, because the only way to enforce a rape law is after the rape is committed or after it's planned or attempted to be committed. You can take steps to protect women against it, but liberals usually have a problem with that. They call it victim blaming when you start talking about let's teach women how to protect themselves, when you, when you encourage women to carry guns. Now, obviously, nobody's saying that a 14-year-old girl in high school should be carrying a gun. But generally speaking, when you start talking about let's equip women with the knowledge and the tools to defend themselves in these situations, liberals don't like that. They call it victim blaming. So what they'll say is, well, you got to tell men not to rape. Men should be instructed not to rape. Of course, men should be told not to rape. But uh, some really terrible men are going to rape anyway, even if you tell them not to. It's, it, it's not as though they're raping because they're not aware that they're not supposed to be doing it. It's not as though they're committing rapes because not enough people have scolded them not to do it. That's, that's not why people do horrible things like that. This is a fundamental misunderstanding of the nature of human evil. That people do it because they, not, nobody ever told them not to. So, some men are going to do it anyway. The law against it, unfortunately, cannot be enforced until he does it or tries to do it. That's the nature of laws because we don't have, it's not minority report. We can't look into the future. So if you have an American citizen here who has never committed a, a broken the law before, has never been found in the act of planning to break the law, you can't do anything to him. He's, he's here. And so if he decides to go out and rape someone tomorrow, it's, he's, there's not a lot that can stop him ahead of time. But immigration, well, if immigration is enforced well, then that's preemptive. You stop them from coming in the first place. And if they get past that, uh, but things still make sense and we have normal procedures in place, he'd be detained and deported. And he wouldn't be enrolled in public school, for God's sake. And this wouldn't have happened. Apparently, this one, the 18-year-old, the was on ICE's radar. Um, so our immigration enforcement officers knew about this guy. And he was on the radar and he had a hearing or something like that. But even in the midst of that, he was still able to go enroll in public school. If, if the situation made sense and you had an 18-year-old man who 
again, man, not a child, a man. Yet an 18-year-old man who was found to be here illegally and he was detained. They had him in front of a judge or in front of a, you know, in front of a uh, immigration officials. Whatever process has to be undergone to deport him, that would take place while this individual is still detained. You wouldn't let him go. He's 18 years old. This is not a five-year-old kid we're talking about. He came here. You find him, you catch him, you hold on to him until the point arrives where you can get the van ready or whatever, and you can go take him back across the border. This is what we do. This is the compassionate thing to do. So I would ask again, a question I've posed before to leftists, with all of your supposed alleged abundant compassion, why not have some compassion for American citizens for a change? Why not have some compassion for our kids, our families? Why is it that your compassion always leads to this kind of thing? Why does your compassion hurt kids in particular so much? Have you noticed that about your brand of compassion? Have you noticed that very interesting dichotomy that your brand of compassion very often leads to kids being hurt or killed, damaged in some way, exploited, traumatized. That's where your compassion leads very often. American citizens have a right, especially our kids, have a right to be protected from dangerous individuals from countries that are not our own. They have, they have a, they have a, there's an expect, they should have an expectation that they're going to be protected from that. A, a, a 14 year old American girl in Rockville, Maryland shouldn't have to worry that she's going to be raped by some illegal from Guatemala. Okay. She shouldn't have to worry about the rapist element in Guatemala. That, that, that should not happen. And we, and we could say all day, well, of course it shouldn't happen. No rape should happen. All rape shouldn't happen. And that's true. But in this case, very simple steps could have been taken to prevent it from happening. That's the point. It would not have been difficult to, pre- to prevent it from happening. There are many crimes that are committed that are difficult to prevent, as I've already gone over, by our lack of knowledge of the future. There are many crimes that are difficult to prevent. But the crimes committed in this country by illegal immigrants, the reason why we focus on this, because that is a, is a portion of crime that is easy to prevent. You just stop them from coming. And when you find them, you kick them out. How often have we found this where you've got an illegal who comes here, he, he gets drunk, he kills someone in his car, he robs someone, he rapes someone. And then we find out almost every single time that he was on the radar of immigration enforcement. They already knew about him. They already had him in their clutches. They could have just gotten rid of him. They could have put him back across the border and he wouldn't be here. It's a very simple process. And in this case, it would be very simple and easy to stop illegal immigrants from enrolling in public school. You have a really basic background check. You say, oh, you're from Guatemala. You just got here seven seconds ago. You don't even speak English. Um, okay, well, you can't, be, you, can't, you can't enroll in our school. Tell you what, go back to Guatemala, come here legally, uh, enroll in the GED program and you can get your diploma once you've gone through the whole process. Probably want to learn English first. That would be the, that is a, no, it's not, a, it's not an easy process for a person to go through, but it seems rather simple and it's simple to enforce. We couldn't do it perfectly. If we were actually enforcing our immigration laws 
preemptively and retroactively on both ends of the spectrum. If we were actually doing that, it would not be perfect. There would still be people who slip through the cracks, but there would be far fewer people who slip through the cracks. And if we were taking even the most basic steps and you didn't have idiots like the America, the Maryland legislators who are doing things like sanctuary states, if you didn't have that kind of thing, and if we were taking the most basic fundamental steps and we had even even the most basic amount of compassion for our kids, then this particular rape absolutely certainly would not have happened because no matter what else, you put everything else to the side, there's no way in a sane country where there's even a, a, a modicum of sanity, there is no way that this guy would be enrolled as a freshman in public high school, but we don't live in a sane country. And this is what happens. And our kids are the ones who suffer because we don't have enough compassion for them. And you, I'm talking about leftists, you don't have nearly enough compassion for them. And you should be ashamed of that. You should be ashamed. All right, that's going to do it for me. Akruche Sali, Scott Speed.